Hey everybody and welcome back to the Creative Kindergarten podcast. My name is Amanda and I am an early childhood educator in a kindergarten classroom and this is going to be the second time I record this podcast because the first time I did it for whatever reason my computer decided to corrupt the file so I have to do it all over again but this week is a subject that I'm really excited to talk to you about so I don't mind doing it a second time and maybe the second time will even be better than the first time because I'll have already done it. So this week, I am going to talk to you about how to get your students to write. So from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, how do you get students from not being able to even write their names to writing sentences? So let's get started and I hope I can give you some great tips and tricks to get your students writing. The first thing I want you to keep in mind when you are trying to teach your students how to write is to make sure that you're taking every opportunity that you can to model writing for your students. So this can be in a variety of settings in a variety of different ways, but one of the major places that we do this in my classroom is with our morning message. So because I teach with a teaching partner, It can be either one of us doing the morning message with our students, but we don't ever usually have one pre-written unless there's an actual reason for having it pre-written. We don't ever have it pre-written for our students. We actually write it with them. And this just gives an amazing opportunity to show your students how to write. So take every opportunity you can in your classroom to be modeling for your students how you can be writing. For us, morning message is a great time. You can also make sure that you're doing charts with your students. So instead of having charts already up on the wall for your math wall, your word wall, whatever it is that you have in your classroom, take that opportunity to write with your students. For us, it was the first one at the beginning of the year that we did all together was a number chart. So instead of having our numbers already up on the wall and all the different ways that you can show your numbers, we actually just made it all together and it stayed up on our wall for the whole year and our students referenced it continuously and it was just an amazing tool for them to have in the classroom. We started by doing two numbers every day. If you do more than two numbers, I think you would just lose them like after a few minutes and then they're not getting anything from it. So just do bits and chunks at a time. We did two numbers at a time and they would help me figure out the different ways we can show each of the numbers. So I'd write the number, let's say number three. I'd say, we're doing number three today. How can we show the number three? And we would talk about showing it in a 10 frame, showing it with a dot pattern, showing it with a number word, showing it with pictures, showing it with our fingers. And I would add each of those to the chart every time that they would name them. And by the time we got to number 10, they knew all the different ways that they can show the numbers because they were involved with making it, but also they knew how to reference it. And so they were able to write their numbers on their own without much uh, teacher support because they had been involved in the writing process of making those charts. So modeling for your students is just such a great way to get your students involved with writing. Another place that you can look to have your students involved with writing and modeling is with your bulletin boards. I know we all love those pre-made bulletin boards with those fancy letters and all those bright colorful posters that we can put up on our bulletin boards. And I do like those and I do have a place for them sometimes in the classroom. 
but most of the time our students are the ones who are making my bulletin boards. I get them to write our learning goals and what we did for the bulletin board. It's all them. They get to see their writing in the classroom. They get to see that their writing is important and they have a model for themselves in the classroom whenever they look at the bulletin boards. Now that you're thinking of all the different ways that you can model writing with your students, you can choose to do this in whole groups and small groups, whatever choice you decide to make on how you can model writing for your students, now's the time to work on modeling different strategies you use when writing with your students. So not only just taking whatever words they tell you and then just writing them, on the chart or whatever you're doing, but also taking your time to model the different strategies that they can use when they're writing. Some of the different strategies that we use, especially at the beginning of the year, is starting with just beginning sounds. So teaching our students how they can stretch out words, but just starting with the beginning sound. So I'm gonna keep using the morning message example just because that's when we do the most writing with our students as a whole group. We would start the day off with this morning message and use. usually we would ask them, what do you want to write? And they would say, good morning class. And we'd say, okay, let's write good morning class. So instead of just writing good morning class, I would start with g, g, good morning. What letter does g, g, good start with? And then they would say G and I would write the G. So you were associating those sounds that they're learning with the words that they're seeing that they're writing so that when they go to start writing, they can start adding those beginning sounds to their writing. Once we've worked on beginning sounds for a little bit, we start using our sight words when we're writing, especially throughout the school year when we're learning more and more sight words. Uh, we start making sure that we associate those sight words that we're learning to the writing that we're doing. So for our morning message, good morning class, we are going to go outside today. Oh, we, that's one of our sight words. How do we write we? We are, are, that's another one that we know. How can we write are? And then usually we also have some songs that we learn along with the sight words that we're learning. So Heidi songs, if you had never heard of Heidi songs, look her up, she's amazing. She has all these great songs that you get to associate the spelling of sight words with the sight words themselves. And so uh, if we were going to R, I would start singing our sight word song for R if they are jogging their memories to try to remember how to write R. So I think the R one is, oh, the zoo at the seal says to me, R, R. First an A, then an R, then an E, R, R. And so I, as I'm singing it, I'll start writing the sight word so that when they go to do their writing, now that when they're saying R, they're thinking back and they're saying, oh yeah, I remember we can sing that song to help us remember how to spell R. As the school year goes on, of course, they start just to know how to write their sight words without having to sing the songs or having those reminders. But these are especially good for the beginning of the school year when they're just associating these words with writing and how that they're connected. And it's just a great way for them to visualize that this is actually happening. Then once we are associating beginning sounds and sight words in our writing, then we'll move on to stretching out simple words by themselves. So instead of just writing like a simple word like car up on the um, morning message, I'll say, okay, let's stretch out that word. What three sounds do we hear? And then we'll write it out one by one together. And that's just another strategy that they can use when they're writing. We never expect them to have like the perfect spelling on all their words as long as they are using the strategies like stretching words out on their own. We give it to them. If they can hear the sound in the word, even though it's not the right sound, 
even if they're just writing that out and getting used to stretching out words, we never correct their spelling. Maybe as time goes on and we have some really higher level writers that really want to know how to write certain words like friend or family, I will start giving them those words so that they can start writing them properly. But when they are beginner writers, we do not correct their spelling. If they are using the stretching out strategy, no matter what the spelling looks like, if it makes sense to them, that is great. Now that you're modeling those different strategies with your students, now you want them to get to start writing on their own. So how do we do that? How do we get it from just this abstract concept to them actually starting to write on a piece of paper by themselves? The first thing that we like to do is start off our students by labeling. And this will be at the beginning of the school year. We will give them different ideas on how to label and different ideas on what to label. And we will, of course, start by doing this as a whole group and showing them what to do. We're not just going to give them a blank piece of paper and say, go label this. It's something that we work on as a group before that we let them go and do it on their own. So labeling is a perfect place to start with your students. We usually get them to la label three things in a picture that they draw. This can be anything if they decide to draw themselves, they can label their hair, their eyes, their mouth. So that's their three things that they're going to label. We show them how to draw an arrow to whatever it is that they're labeling. And then they can start trying to stretch out the word on their own to write it. So for hair, they might not get H-A-I-R. They might get hair. They might just get an H and an R. That is perfectly fine. That is a great place to start. They might only get H. And then that way we use them to use a magic line. And a magic line is, I know the beginning sound, but I don't know what the rest of these letters are and I need a little bit more help. So they draw a magic line underneath their word. And then a teacher can step in and either help them stretch out the rest of the word, or we can just assist them by giving them some clues on what they can write next on that line. So there's a, we use that magic line concept when they're doing a little bit of independent writing and I might not have time to sit next to them right at that second to help them stretch out all those words. And the magic line is just an indicator that I need a little bit more help with this word and is a great way at the beginning of the school year for them to signal that they need a little bit more help. There is a blog post on my blog about how to get your students writing. And it's basically outlining all the same things that I'm talking to you in this podcast right now, but I do have a template on there for labeling specifically. It's just a almost a blank sheet of paper that just says I can label a picture. And then we give this to our students to help them practice labeling. Now you might be thinking to yourself, why do I need a piece of paper that says I am labeling on it? for my students. Why can't I just give them a blank piece of paper? And of course you can do that. That is not a problem. I do that mostly to signal to the parents what we're learning so that I don't just send home a piece of paper with a picture on it with some lines and maybe some letters. Then parents just might not understand what their student, their, what their child is learning and their child might not also be able to vocalize what they're learning about in school at that point. So instead of just sending home that piece of paper, I send home a piece of paper that just says we are learning to label. So that way that signals to parents that yes, this is what we're learning in our classroom. This is how you can help your kid at home. If you can practice labeling at home, that'd be great. And it's just another way to communicate with families about what we're doing in the classroom. So that's why I use that template. It is a very simple one. It is a free download on that blog post. I'll make sure I'll link it in the show notes. And it's just a great way to also signal to the students about what they are learning and to give them a goal for what they're doing during their writing center time.
Now, if your students are ready to move on from the labeling part of the labeling part of writing, we can start giving them simple sentences to write. And I usually have a weekly writing journal that we do. And it's actually, I shouldn't say weekly because we don't do it weekly. We uh, take it out every once in a while and it has just a small space for students to draw a picture and then they can also write about what they drew. At the beginning of the school year especially, they might just be writing really simple sentences like I am playing or I play. That is perfectly fine. That is beginning writing. That is amazing. If they are starting to write and they can write I play, we're already off to a great start. And if it matches what they have in their picture, that's even better. So don't get discouraged if they can only write two two words in their sentence. That's a great start and you will be able to build on it from there. They're already associating what their, that their words can be written down and then that you can read them for meaning. That is a great connection to have in kindergarten. So to get them on this journey, what we usually do is have a guided writing table. Our tables are these flower tables that seat six. One chair will be for me and then I will usually have the two students next to me that need more support and then there'll be three other students sitting on the three other chairs that might not need as much support to get started on their writing. And then the two students that are sitting next to me, I'll usually go between the two and help them out and give them a little bit of guidance on what they should be doing. Maybe they need help on adding details to their pictures. Maybe they just need help figuring out how to draw a picture and we just even start there. So a guided writing table is an absolute must. Just like you have a guided reading table, a guided writing table I feel is just as important and just as needed in kindergarten. The, some of these students are not gonna be able to just write on their own. They're gonna get really stuck and frustrated and it's going to be really hard to get them past that initial point if you don't have that um, support system in place to give them that confidence to become writers. At the guided writing table, I use a couple of different strategies for my students that are just beginning on their writing journey. If they are able to write sight words on their own, that's great and I kind of just leave them do their thing. And then once they are done, maybe we work on adding more details to their writing. But for our students that are really just starting out, there's a couple different things that I do. The first one is if they are not writing letters at all, they can vocalize what they want to say. They want to say, I play, or they can vocalize what they want to write and they want to write, I play, but they just can't put pencil to paper and figure out how those letter formations work. Some of them come to school with not being able to even write their name. So they're not gonna be able to write I play. They don't know what those letters are. So I take a highlighter, a yellow highlighter, or a yellow marker, and I actually just write I play with the yellow marker. And they can trace over those letters really easily. And then they can see that their words are written down and now those words have meaning in writing too. So just a great way for them to visualize that process. And it's just a really easy one because all you're doing is using a highlighter. For students that are, be, are able to write some letters and are able to copy, I usually just have a stack of sticky notes sitting next to me and I'll write I play on the sticky note and they can copy that. 
So even if your students don't even have those um, strategies that we were talking about earlier in the podcast of beginning sounds, sight words, stretching out words, if they don't have that yet, don't get frustrated. They also are probably really excited and eager to write and they don't want to be left out of that process. So I just give them different tools and give them different ways to be able to write and support them in that journey of theirs. Another thing that we do in our classroom that gets our students really excited about writing is that we make class books. So these books are uh, writing templates that we put all together and I bind them using my binding machine. I just got it at Staples. And then I add it to the classroom library and students can go and read these books whenever they want. And they absolutely love them. They love reading through these books and seeing what their friends wrote, seeing what their friends drew and then talking to their friends about what they have in the book. It is just something that has really um, brought a really great sense of community into our classroom. It's also just a great way for students to see that they can be writers and authors and illustrators. And it's just a really like one of the best ways I've found to get students excited about writing, even if it's not a template that I'm so, like that I've said is going into a class book. Sometimes kids will come up to me and ask me like, can, can we make this into a class book? And of course I will. If they ask me to make a class book, I am going to make a class book. So making class books has been one of those things that has just been a, an aha moment in my teaching career of, oh, this gets them so excited about writing. They are eager to get started on class books. So if we introduce something and say, this is going to be turned into a class book, that is a center that they want to go to. That is a, something that they want to participate in because then they get to see their writing as part of something that's in our classroom. And they just really, truly love that. Um, one of the most loved class books that I make every year is our Halloween class book. Uh, they, we, our students are allowed to come to school dressed up on Halloween. And so in the morning when they come in, they come to the carpet and they show off their costume. And while they're showing off their costume, I snap a quick picture. And so I have pictures of everybody's costumes on that day. And then they go to this table and they have a, I have a writing template ready for them to write about their costume and then draw a picture of themselves. And I print that out and then, and I don't print that out, they do that. And then I print out the pictures that I took of them and I uh, glue it to the back of their writing page and I put it all into a class book and then they get to look through it throughout the year and remember about Halloween which is one of the most exciting times for uh, kindergarten students in the whole entire year and they get to look back on it every every time they read through it and they absolutely love it it was an absolute tatters by the end of the school year because they had read it so much and it's just so nice to see them excited about writing and excited about um, seeing themselves reflected in the classroom environment. So class books, I would say, is my number one tip to get students excited about their writing. It's just something that has worked so well in our classroom. And if you would like to try some of those writing templates, I have um, a set of 40 class book writing templates. It comes with a template for the cover too that you can find in my store. I'll make sure I'll put that in the show notes so you can take a look at it. But throughout the year we make books I'd say at least two a month and we just keep adding them to the classroom library and yeah number one tip out of this podcast is to make some class books with your kindergarten students to get them excited about their writing there you have it that is episode number 10 of the creative kindergarten podcast how to get your students writing I have a few blog posts that you can reference for 
any kind of visualization of everything that I've talked about here today. I have a blog post titled, um, just I think it's just titled How to Get Your Students Writing, and another one that's titled um, Knowing When to Slow Down. This past year, our students um, needed a lot of extra support to get writing. We had a lot of students that came in not knowing how to write their names, and this year was a bit of a struggle getting them to start writing. So I wrote a blog post about that journey and how we got them more confident and able to write. And I will make sure I link those two blog posts in the show notes so you can take a look at them. There are some freebies there for you if you need any inspiration on how to get started in your classroom. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's podcast. I am so excited to have these conversations with you. If you have any questions or any other tips or tricks on how you get your students to start writing in the classroom, I'd love for you to share them with me. There is a number of different places that you can find me on Instagram. My handle is at Creative Kindergarten Blog on TBT. On Facebook, I'm just Creative Kindergarten. I also have my blog that I've been talking about, creativekindergartenblog.com. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel that's just Creative Kindergarten over there on YouTube. You can find me in any of these places and you can just start up a conversation with me. I'd love to hear from you and I hope I see you guys all next week. I am so excited to be talking to you about my TPT journey and how I started my store and why and all that good stuff and I will see you all then.